baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey guys, how you doing? Always a privilege to be in for Charlotte James and hanging out with an audience I love to death. I do. I love you guys. You're terrific. Brandon's here. Stacy's here. My gosh, we're going to just get away with murder while the crew's away, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to rock it. And while the cat's away, we're just going to get away with who knows what today. Why not? Right? It's Martin Luther King Day. Obviously the day we commemorate the life of Martin Luther King. And it's interesting too, because if you look at the protests and the things that have gone on the last few years, the Black Lives Matter and all this nonsense, that does not honor Dr. King. If you ever look at old pictures or videos of the marches that Dr. King was involved in, you see ladies and gentlemen marching down the street dressed like, wait for it, ladies and general gentlemen, uh, not doing any destruction to property, not causing issues, just trying to to get some rights. And uh, we can never forget about that, never should forget about that. I hope your children learn about that. They should because... When you think about the things that we've been able to get as far as rights, whether it's the right to vote or more civil rights or various things, it's because somebody stood up, you know, abolishing slavery. Somebody stood up. People had to stand up. And what we need is more people taking stands on all kinds of things, peaceful stands, but just being unrelenting in their push to get more rights. So for that, we appreciate Dr. King and a lot of what he stood for. So I hope you're keeping that in mind today. Brandon, did you watch any football over the weekend, bud? So, so let me say, so do you have Peacock? I just want to know because people were so mad about this, including me, on social media. The P, I have to have Peacock or ESPN to watch the game. And people were upset about this. So um, I did the free trial, well, quote, free trial for a month just to try it out just so I could watch the game for the uh, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Oh, really? You're one of those, you gave them five ninety nine, right? <laughs> I gave them the five ninety nine, unfortunately. Okay. And well, uh, I'm not putting you down for it. I just find that interesting. A lot of people today on X, I don't know if you saw that, were putting little memes up there. Oh, yeah. Me canceling Peacock. Me canceling Peacock. All these memes. It was so funny. <laughs> canceling it and whatnot, um, because you know. All right, so I don't know if anybody else probably experienced it. I'm sure they have. When there was too many people watching, it really started to like mess with like the grain. It was too grainy. It was too pixelated. Hold on, wait a minute, stop there. I did not know that. That's interesting. That is interesting. Okay, so that was from too many people. They were overloading the system. Is that what you're saying? And so it started to affect the quality of the broadcast. Yep, it affected the quality of the broadcast. And I will even tell you this: I watched um, the game last night between the Lions and the Rams. And only, and it was really weird. It was only during the Lions and Rams game that the NBC feed kept like like pausing and pixelating and stopping, and kind of find out it's because too many people were watching. They called it the Stafford Bowl because he used to be part of the Lions organization. So yeah, there was a lot of issues with that too. And NBC has got a lot of grief about it just because of how how many people were complaining about it. Interesting. Okay, so I want to break this down slowly because this is important. For me, the larger issue is the idea that we're trying to 
and, and I mean, nobody's forced to watch a game. Nobody's forced to watch this stuff. But yeah. there has been more and more of a push to try to get people to subscribe to things they don't want. People don't want Peacock, okay? People don't want a lot of these. I'm not saying you're wrong if you do subscribe to these. If this is something you watch a lot, my mom has a lot of streaming services because she's not in the best of health. She can't really read books and things like that anymore. I mean, she's mentally there, but she doesn't have the concentration. So... TV's what she has. So she has several services. So fine, nothing wrong with it. But a lot of people don't want these, and that's why they try to force you to get them by trying to entice you with some big event. But what I hadn't thought about, what you're saying is the idea that people could watch it online and it still would interfere with the like if you're just gonna watch it on NBC for free, which you couldn't watch the Chiefs game, obviously. Nope. But if you're gonna watch another game for free on NBC or CBS, now that broadcast would be affected by people watching it online. That never occurred to me. I didn't either didn't think that either, but a good buddy of mine, um, he he has the same so I have YouTube TV, he has it as well. Okay. Um and um my brother in laws also have it. And they asked me, they texted me and they're like, Are you having issues with like um, first off, with the Peacock going on, on with like the game with the Chiefs and Dolphins, I was like, yeah, I'm having. A, it's very like, um, like granular and it's all pixelated and it kept being like messing up and stuff. And they had the same issue. But then they asked me last night, are you having trouble with the Rams Lions game? And I said, yes, I am. It's only when that game is on. It was and everything else. It was fine and dandy. As soon as the Rams game came on, it was like it kept pausing and breaking up. And I'm like, it's not my internet because I have fiber optic cable and, and I mean internet, so I know it's not going to go out. And um, it's only during the game. It, it was really bizarre. And that's when they had made the announcement that it only was happening because there are so many people watching those games. They weren't prepared for it. Interesting. Okay, so back up. When you were watching the games, you were watching them on YouTube TV or you're watching them on network TV? YouTube TV. So, so, but, you, but you said that even if people were watching it on the network, it was they still, still issues, had yep. to worry about it. Okay, yep. that's ridiculous. Yep. Wow. Okay. That's ridiculous. Well, my Chiefs won. Woo hoo hoo! I I wound up listening to it. As you know, I work for Odyssey, uh, another station in the Odyssey crazy family, and uh, I was listening to it on our sister station up in St. Louis, KMOX. Who? And I, to be honest with you, I haven't really listened to a lot of football games on the radio. I just haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's really good to do that once in a while. Honestly, the people who do it, the, the who broadcast it, it's a totally different thing because you can't see it. So they're having to describe it in a totally different way. And they do it quite well. I just said, you know what? I'm not giving Peacock one dime on my money. I was so mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I can. Now I also agree with you with regards to how, on having it go on the radio. I produce for Furman Athletics on one of our sister stations, the Fan Upstate, and the voice of Furman. His name is Dan Scott. He's really good at what he does. He is very in depth with describing like even how the players are moving, when yes. the, where they're lining up to the shots and that kind of stuff. And it's and you know. I can't really watch it because um, Furman usually plays all their games on ESPN Plus, and as for everybody who doesn't know, our boards they have they do connect to the radio, the TV, but the TV also connects to our like audio, so we can't play that because you would play it over the TV and the radio at the same time. It'd be really bad, so I have to sometimes watch it on my phone, and that drains your battery real fast. So I I really get into it when Dan is talking, and it's like a big opportunity, big moments for Furman. I'm like, yes. let's get, let's get, let's get it. So yeah, it's. Sometimes being on the radio is a lot more entertaining than actually being in person, like watching. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I was the first time I really listened to a game on the radio, and I thought, you know what? Darn it. 
this is pretty good stuff. It's a really good way. I mean, obviously, I, I know some people are going, yeah, duh, idiot. You didn't figure that out before. <laughs> well, no, because I hadn't. I watch it on TV. But it really was a great way to keep updated on it. And it takes a lot of talent to be able to call a game like that because mm-hmm. you are pa- literally painting the picture. Yep. You're not just doing analysis of what happened in the play like they do on TV. You're having to completely paint the picture for people. Like, how are they moving? And how? Did, why did this guy miss it? And Kelsey was wide open. And how did he miss that one? And, you know, all those kinds of things. Yep. That it's very different on the radio than TV. It's a whole new ball game, literally. And what people don't realize, and that you know, we in media know, there is that seven to nine second delay versus radio and TV. So everything you hear on the radio usually is live. What you're yeah. seeing on TV has that delay, and that's of course that FCC rule that prevents things from being said they shouldn't be said on TV. But you know, it's still. I mean, honestly, Dan has even said it too. If you're watching the game on, like, if it comes on like local TV, turn it down and turn the radio on and listen to your favorite radio guys. And it really is more entertaining listening to it on the radio than sometimes watching it on TV. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think the bigger issue for me is the idea that they're constantly trying to get you to, you know, subscribe to their streaming services. Once again, I, I'm not saying anybody's wrong for doing that. It's a choice of how you spend your money. But what irritated me last week with the debates, well, one debate and one town hall, I didn't watch the Trump town hall because I don't subscribe to Fox Nation, kill me now. And I didn't, uh, I, I don't have a, a cable subscriber. And I know they said that twice as many people watch Fox as watch CNN. Okay, maybe that's true. But ultimately, I, I just am irritated with the fact that they don't just put, because can I, hashtag radio is still free. Mm-hmm. And because I work in an industry where we put it out there for free, we don't put our podcast behind a paywall. We don't put our broadcast behind a paywall. So what is this nonsense? And I guess I resent it for that reason. I'm not, like I said, no, you, you don't have to pay for it if you don't want it. But I don't like the fact that they do that. Then you watch a team all year long. Ah, ha, ha, playoff game. Eh, wild card. You can't see it unless you pay me money. Yep. I don't like it. Give me, give me, give me. Well, I know, and I know they paid what they apparently NBC paid a hundred million for the game. Now I did see some numbers on it. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit about the uh, debate that Nikki and Ron did um, uh, this week. We'll also talk about Iowa. Of course, it's a big deal now with Iowa tonight, and uh, that's going to be fascinating to watch because everybody's freezing their butts off in Iowa. How about that global warming? Uh, we've got much more to get to on the Charlie James Show. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line always open. I always appreciate your comments. 71307, 71307. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Coming right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Always a privilege to be here with you on this Martin Luther King Day. Listen, you know what? They could just run a best of, best of the Charlie James show, but they don't. They asked me to come in and I But you're also the best of, Heidi. (laughs) Is that what I am? I'm equivalent to a best of? Is that it? (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with being the best, right? (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm grateful to, you know, and I love Charlie's audience. The word audience is fantastic. By the way, the message line always opens, 71307-71307. We got a lot to get to today. Of course, Iowa caucuses today. It's kind of the official, really the official kickoff 
to the campaign season, right? Isn't it? That's so ready. Let's get it, folks. Last week, did you watch the debate uh, between, I'm sure you probably didn't, maybe you did, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis? Did you watch that last week? No, but I saw some of the highlights on the news, and that was a... Uh... Okay, who had the boxing gloves on first is who I want to say. They looked all cordial in the beginning, and then it was right. like, let's go instantly. And they were ding, 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 and they were going back and forth. And That's it. I was, exactly. I, I thought it was kind of comical. You know, yes, you've already revolted my, my news card because uh, I watched Lester Holt. Um, but um, <laughs> he, the way they you were talking watch about all it. Sides. They all were, sides. The way they were talking about, like, Nikki going back and forth with Ron DeSantis, I'm like, you guys sound really funny What you, how much you're going against one another. You know, there is another political um, person going after a former president that we're not going to mention names because we all have our own views. But um, it's kind of funny that he's not talking about what they're going to do for their campaigns. It's what Trump didn't do or something like that. It's like, stop going back and forth. Tell me what you're going to do to make me better. What can you do to make me better? Well, that was a good that was a good perception that you had of the situation. What I did like about CNN, like I said, I watched that instead of Trump because I'm just mad at Fox. I mean, Fox is getting really bad in the way they're doing things. First of all, a lot of times you look on Fox, Fox News, and mm-hmm. then they'll have a story. And then if you click on it, they'll say, oh, if you want to read the story, give us your email address. I'm already mad when they do that. I'm already mad. Oh, my mad. God. I can't and, stand how they, companies do that nowadays. Yes. And what? And once again, and, and it's not that you, I'm not anti-capitalism. You have the right to make money. I'm not saying you don't. What I'm saying is radio is still free. Get some advertisers. That's how we stay afloat, right? Mm-hmm. Don't do that to me. Don't put a headline and go, oh, if you want to see it, give us your email. I've done it once or twice because I really want to see a certain story. I give them a fake email, a throwaway email, <laughs> like everybody has five or ten of those, right? So I give a, I, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to get. So, but, but it's frustrating to me that they make it more difficult. The first rule of selling anything, you know, the, the grocery store, right? There's a, if they're trying to sell, I don't know, donuts in a box, everybody fights to have the end cap at a grocery store, right? Yep, they that's where be they make the, the most. Thank you. And that's where it's easy. Uh, access, right? Yep. Access, access. So that's what they do. And it's incredibly frustrating to me that they make it more difficult to consume their product. I don't know why they do that. So I didn't watch Trump. I, I understand he did a good job. Okay, fine. So I watched Nikki and Ron, but I liked the way, I want to give CNN some credit. I liked the way they did it. They basically kind of just stayed out of the way, asked them a question. And that's easier, of course, with two people than it is with six. I get it. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to go ding, ding, ding. You have 30 seconds is up. Okay. Two people, just let him go. But I thought they did a good job with it. Just let him argue it. Now, did they say a lot of things that are going to make people vote for them? To your point, Brandon, I think a lot of it was just attacking each other and not talking about what they could do for America. And I think that was something that was missing. Yeah. And, you know, back to the whole thing where you have to click the like click the buy or whatever you want to read a story. The AJC in Atlanta, Atlanta Journal Constitution, they're very yeah. good at doing this. They'll they'll post like a an article that looks very eye catching. It has like five big words. You want to click on it? No, you gotta pay to have their subscription. What I wanna pay when you are advertising it. It's supposed to be for me to read. It's free advertising. But you know, going back to how uh, like Biden, he's doing this, he's done this a lot with Trump. He's saying what Trump has not done and what Trump was this, 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 and this. I'm like you're not telling them what you're going to do to make the country better. You've already done a really bad job, but right. still. And then you, now you have Nikki and you have Ron DeSantis going back and forth at each other. Like, what can you do to make this country better? Not what the other person did wrong and what you've done wrong and what X, Y, Z has done wrong. Tell me what you're going to do to make it better. That's what's going to garnish my vote is what are you going to do 
to really make this country better, not what they did was wrong and bad, bad, bad. Come on now, you know? That's, that's not yeah, how it works. Silly. And all Nikki would do is, and I, I love Tara, just ripped her a new one the day after the, de- the debate. <laughs> I loved it. I was listening to Tara just laughing. You go, girl. Um, because she, Nikki just comes out and says, we all know what she said. You know, very recently she was talking about, for just just to use one example of many, talking about the fact that it should be a parent's right to decide when it comes to trans surgeries. Well, then a parent should decide all kinds of things, whether they can sell their kid on the back page or something, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the government has a role to play in what you do with your children. But for Nikki to say, oh, government should decide. No, 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 no. That's not the way this works. Government has all kinds of rules in place for things you're not allowed to do with your kids. Right. Like beat them, like, you know, abuse them, uh, sell them online, whatever else. So the idea that anybody should be able to get surgeries that turn them into medical eunuchs under 18, that shouldn't be a parental rights thing. These are kids who can't even vote yet. And we're cutting parts off their body. Now, you may disagree with me on that. Okay, that's fine. But for Nikki to say, I didn't say that. Yes, she did. And yes, she did say that Hillary Clinton inspired her. Now, she could clarify and say, well, what she did uh, inspired this, not to say she just ex- exactly. Me. She inspired me as a powerful woman who basically, you know, we all know where she got, how she got where she was. But she could say, as a woman in politics, I was inspired by that, but not. But she's never really said, but not by her points of view. So the point is, she just keeps lying, and then when she lies and changes her story again and again and again, then DeSantis catches her on it. But every time they asked her about something, or Ron DeSantis questioned her on something. She kept referring to this website. I'm not even going to give her the airtime. This website that she has about DeSantis, that was her response to almost everything. And I think people saw that. And the reason I watched it is because, God forbid, something happens to Trump. Uh, that we've, we've got to look at who might possibly be second. And we I don't want it to be Nikki. I don't, I don't want to be her either. She won't even win South Carolina. Does. She can't even win the South Carolina states. Even her sure. own state she's from, she will not win it because she's not honest and she, you know, and she's like, she's two-faced. I really feel like she's two-faced. And oh, yeah. what got me was when she mentioned that whole Civil War thing, the Civil War was not about slavery. It was about something else. I'm like, uh, no. Do you not remember what they teach you in history? That the Civil War was, was basically simply as it is, slavery. That's all it was, was the well, abolition of slavery. Right. Well, there was more to it than that. But the point is, Nikki made this big sweeping statement. Well, it was really about, you know, uh, states' rights and this. Okay, that's part of it. And that's true. That's part of it. But it was a big sweeping statement. And she didn't show to me that she had any real understanding of the various um, aspects of, of, you know, things that caused the Civil War. Well, she pushed that one guy away like, I don't really care what you're saying. That's not what you do to the people. That's not how you get people to vote for you is, okay, and? Like, that's literally what she said. Okay, and? Like, what are you going to do? And also in the last couple of events, uh, my understanding is they cut it down to 15 minutes because she does not speak well in front of others. She can't speak off the cuff. I'll tell you who can, President Trump. Yep. I mean, he gets up there with no notes, and he speaks very, very well. And uh, I think he'll do very well tonight, but it's going to be interesting to see. But I didn't like the fact that I thought Fox really blew it. And if I were Trump, I'd have been mad about the way they handled that, cutting people off. Because so many people have cut the cord. Uh, they, you know, with, with the economy being as bad as it is, a lot of people are going. I'm not spending a hundred bucks a month for cable. I mean, I have to pay cable for my internet, but other stuff. So I thought that was a bad move on the part of Fox. Uh, but hey, listen, I don't program those stations, so uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Fox uh, has gotten too big for their riches. Yeah, Texture Civil War was not about slavery. That wasn't the cause. Now that's not true. It was part of it. I didn't say it was all of it. It's part yeah, of it. It's part of it because they wanted to. One of the decisions was 
whether or not to expand slavery into other states. And anyway, I'm not, I'm not going over that again. I've already gone over that again with this audience. We're not doing that. Um, but it was part of it. And the fact that Nikki wouldn't even acknowledge that was what got people laughing at her. All right, much more to come on the Charlie James Show. You can follow me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307, 71307. Coming right back. Always a privilege joining you, and this afternoon, uh, Charlie's taking the day off. I'm I'm thrilled to have Brandon and Stacy here. We're having a great time. That's Martin right. Luther Party. King Day. I hope you teach your. <laughs> it's Martin Luther King Day. I hope you teach your children about his legacy and the fact that everybody hasn't always had the same rights. We still got some ways to go when it comes to race relations, and that's both sides, by the way. You know, you don't like me because I'm white. Well, then, you know, you're just as much of a racist as anybody else is. So there's still a lot of that. There's always going to be that, unfortunately. But there shouldn't be. Uh, it still exists. And, um, you know, but you don't solve those problems with diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, you hire people because they're qualified. One of my closest friends is a black guy who's a trucker. We were having this conversation the other day. And he said, I don't want anything given to me because of my race. He said, I've worked my butt off my entire life. And he has been. He's been at the same company for decades, and he's always worked really hard, done other jobs before that, supported his family. He's a great human being, man of God. And, you know, that's all he cares about. He doesn't want anything because he's black. And he's insulted. And, you know, the whole idea, and we've heard a lot of talk in the last couple of weeks about what happened with Alaska Airlines and, you know, whether or not people who were unqualified were there because of DEI quotas and whatnot, and, you know, what an insult to the women I know who fly fighter jets. I have a couple of female friends who actually are fighter pilots. I couldn't do it, not because I'm a woman, because I'm not qualified. Don't have the tension span, the math skills, all kinds of other things, right? But how insulting to them. They earned that right. Nobody gave them a job because they were females. And I wouldn't want somebody to give me a job because I was a female. So I think it's pretty insulting. Let me get back to the text line. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307, 71307. We were talking about these streaming services. Texter, Heidi, what gets me is those premium programs you have to pay to see are still polluted with massive, intrusive advertising. Well, I don't know because I don't subscribe to any of them, but I will tell you I'm old enough to remember when cable TV didn't have ads. Remember that when it first started? No. Huh? What? I know. Back in the Flintstones days, uh, but it didn't. <laughs> go ahead, lap Brandon. Well, wait, wait, didn't no, no. I remember <laughs> when it was you had to ha you had to have the cable either on channel three or channel mm -hmm. six. That was it, and right. it only went to a certain period of time, and then it went like down to channel three, and it was like infomercial bill, you know. Yeah, but when cable first started, you know, back in the days when MTV and all these things first came out, you didn't have the ads; you just had programming, and now even. Amazon Prime, which I'm going to admit I do pay for because, not because I want to make Jeff Bezos any more money. I know he's not in charge of it anymore. He still gets money from it. But because I like the shipping. And as long as they have free shipping, they'll keep me. <laughs> but now they're going to start adding ads. I don't really watch many programs on Amazon Prime. Uh, but the idea that they're going to now put ads in there. So, I mean, you just feel like a chicken that just keeps getting plucked. I guess that's how I feel about it. Well, and everybody cut the cords because they didn't mm -hmm. want to spend so much money on it and now if you look all the streaming services you get like <clears throat> example peacock if you want to have no commercials it's 19.99 a month 
That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Yes, that's it's what it was. It's If you don't, well, wow. If you want no commercials, you want to have it like continuous for like all your shows. Like now, if they do like network, like network shows, like football games, whatnot. They're gonna have the ads, obviously. But like uh, right. it's 1999, and the way I know that is because I did that whole little quote free. Uh, Peacock signed up so I could watch <laughs> for, the for five game. Minutes. Yeah, for five minutes. <laughs> pretty much to watch the game. And uh, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. And like YouTube TV, I, you know, we pay $64.95 a month, but we got a notice actually yesterday that it's going to go up to $72. And if you want to have no ads, you pay an additional amount. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. You know, yes, ads are annoying, but you know what, though? I'm not paying you an extra. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars just to prevent you from having the ads so my show can continue on. It's not fair. Well, I understand that they have a right to make money and you have a right to decide whether or not that's going to work for you. But I, like I said, I, just get advertisers. Hashtag radio is still free. Texture says Peacock issue is the first step to go toward pay-per-view for big games. I agree with that. I think they're going to start doing that, starting to put the Super Bowl online and, and charging you. I think that's the next step. Because so many people apparently want to see it. But I got to tell you, that may be the line in the sand that I love football. And I know some people have already said, well, how can any conservative watch football? Okay, I get it. Valid point. There's a lot of wokeness. But it seems to be a lot better than it used to be at this point. As far as the wokeness. They seem to have toned it down. Now, I was a 49ers fan for decades until the Kaepernick nonsense. And then I just got away from them. And then the, the knee, taking the knee and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you don't see that anymore. So if I can just watch a game, I'm happy to just watch a game and not have somebody's agenda slam, you know, jammed down my face. Uh, Heidi, Reacher is on Amazon Prime, best show on TV. Oh, it is on Amazon Prime. I didn't know that. Okay. My mom watches it. Um, I, when I'm in her house, I have to watch Jeopardy and CNN. Oh, <laughs> it's more than I can That's stand. That's like my, my, my stepdad when I'm there. <laughs> Um, you know, you can only watch like a certain amount of TV shows and then it has to go right back on to Fox News. I'm like, oh, my God. My kids are like, and the last time we were there, my oldest Addison goes, Daddy, what is this really bad TV show on TV? And I'm like, that's that's Grand Dude's show. And she goes, he's boring. <laughs> Going on now, everybody doesn't know. For who those who don't know, I have an almost six-year-old daughter. She turns six next month. I, I think I get teary-eyed thinking about it. I'm like, why? But um, the fact that she's even even sits there and says he's boring. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty intense for a little little five year old well, girl to on. say that. But hold her on a second. Hold on a second. When I was a little kid, it was torture for me if my parents would watch the news. Addison I loves the news. I hated it. What was that? Addison loves the news. I have no idea where she's gotten that from, but she's like, Daddy, the news has come on. Let's watch it. I'm like, Oh my goodness, who are you again? But, you know, um, they, did, they did this thing called map testing in school. Do it three times to see how advanced you are and how much you're learning and, and retaining and that stuff. Well, when she had her first test done, she was the smartest in her class in almost all of kindergarten. And that's pretty good. Well, they did her test again, and she has improved 10 more points. So she is still the smartest kid in all of her class and almost all of kindergarten. So... Addison can have a full-blown conversation with an adult, and she understands what you're telling her. And I'm, I'm, I'm rather impressed. I, you know, I, I get to gloat about the fact that my daughter is very smart for her age. But, I mean, this, you know, 
my no, grand- no, let me st- let Go me ahead. stop you there for a second because I think that's important. My pastor was just talking about this yesterday. Uh-huh. He was talking about a, a, the church and the role of the church and things like that. And one of the things he was talking about was the intergenerational chatter and things like that. You know, when you're all at a, a family, uh, you know, a picnic or a church picnic or whatever, and children are talking to adults instead of looking down in their phones, going off to the far corner of the wherever to get on their phones, that they need to be interacting with adults also. And I'm sure that's what your daughter does between yes. you guys, the grandparents. And that's very important. And a lot of kids today, can't, they can't do it. They're looking at their phone. They don't know how to talk to their friends, much less adults. And the more kids talk to adults, and the more adults, by the way, talk to the kids. I love kids. I love talking to kids. But the more there's that intergenerational conversation, the better it is for both sides. But a lot of times you don't see that anymore. Yeah. you know, And, you know, um, my wife and I have said this. It's really disappointing when you go out to a place to eat, and the first thing parents do is throw a phone, an iPad, tablet, or whatever right. electronic in front of the kid to shut them up, so they don't get it, they don't have to talk to the kid. And I'm like, that's not what you want to do. You want your kid to be engaging because also they're at the age they're sponges; they absorb everything that right. comes into them. And if you're going to sit there and have a good one-on-one conversation with them, they're going to retain information better. Studies have shown time and time again, the more you communicate with kids, the more they retain, the better they are throughout their lives. And, right. and the social skills are through the roof if you interact with them more and you have them go outside and play more and do things like mm-hmm. that. And uh, use their imagination better. You know, people nowadays just think, oh, I'm going to shut my kid up by throwing him in front of a screen. And you see the uh, socialism rate between kids who do electronics versus kids who don't is really significantly different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking like 60%, 70% different kind of thing. It's incredible to see. Yeah. And parents nowadays need to, you know, we we have limits on our kids. They watch 30 minutes of TV if they earn it. They have to do good throughout the whole week, and every night they get 30 minutes of TV time. That's it. The rest of the time they go outside and they play, and they use their yeah. imaginations. They play with their toys, that kind of stuff. That's that what is you what need. you need to have. Well, there's there are studies, too, and I'm not an expert, okay? I don't have kids, but that makes me an expert, right? <laughs> um, and I interviewed a woman a while back who wrote a book about uh, raising kids, conservative kids in a woke city. It's a great book. She's a great lady, and she's on Twitter and things like that talking about these very important family issues. And one of the things that she was told when she had her first child by a person who's an expert in child rearing is that those first couple of years, if they're handed a phone instead of using their own imagination, they ultimately become more geared toward being consumers instead of producers. I make, I'm simplifying that, but they're, they're needing to be entertained by a phone and things like that. Cause I don't know about you, but I've known people who want to be entertained and they'll say, I'm bored. When somebody says they're bored, you know what they are, right? Add an I-N-G to that. You are boring if you are bored because that means you're expecting other people or a phone or whatever else to entertain you. You're not capable of interacting with your world or other people and making your own fun. And we had to make our own fun. Yep. And so this idea that kids can't do that anymore is a big problem. And I I, I admire the way you're doing it with your kids. we got to take a break. Come right back. We're already late. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James talk lines always open common since retirement planning text line 71307 71307 and the GS plumbing talk line 800-905-0989 900-800-905-0989 coming right back
Always a privilege filling in for Charlie James. Don't forget the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is always open, 7137, 7137. Texter was talking about you, Brandon. Did he just say grand dude? That's what my grandkids call me. Yep. So like you and I were talking about on um, during the break, so my family has unique names. My mom goes by Grammy. My stepdad goes by grand dude. My stepmom goes Nana. My dad went um, Grandpa, so kind of traditional with them. Well, my mother-in-law, her name to our kids is Gigi, and my father-in-law was Papa. Um, now, I was telling you that my sister-in-law, her kids, call her parents Pop, Bop, and Lele. So interesting names, but uh, they, you know, they, they really, like, stick to that. And we actually yeah. have a family friend who is my daughter's godparents, uh, they couldn't say her name. Her name is Angela, and they couldn't say Angela correctly. They said Awa. So her name now is Awa, and her husband's name is Steve, but they call him Awa and Stevers. And that's what they have called them their whole life, and that's all they're going to call them is Awa wow. and Stevers. It's really unique. Yeah, it is unique. It's And, it's, you know, there's nothing better than grandkids and grandparents and that relationship that you get to have. I really didn't have grandparents. I mean, I don't want to say that I didn't have them, but I hardly knew my grandparents in the Carolinas. And then I, uh, my mom's mother died when I was a baby and her father was not there. So I just, you know, I really didn't have that. I had great parents though, so I'm grateful for that. But for a lot of people, it is just such an incredibly special relationship. Yes. And I, I do the kids at my church. I have, uh, and it was funny, you'll appreciate this. So my friend got a puppy. Mm-hmm. The other day, a little tiny little puppy. It's a little long-haired dachshund, but it thinks it's got to weigh a pound or two. So I talked to her, and I said, so how'd it go the first night? She says, oh. And I said, well, where'd you have the puppy sleep? And she said, well, in, in the living room. I said, no, 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 no. You have to have the puppy in your bedroom at least. And she's a wonderful lady, and, and she's been a long time since she's had a puppy. That's all. And she said, and I said, you've got to put the puppy in, in, certainly in your bedroom. But ideally, you know, I think a puppy should be sleeping with your daughter. Yeah. Her daughter had asked, and she'd said, no, no. I said, she's only going to be like 10 pounds. And, I mean, you know, I have I have my 75-pound poodle on my bed, so, you know, <laughs> We have no Stella, our 75-pound dog, Stella, well, just like that, laying on our bed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I said to her, I said, you know, my suggestion is that the puppy sleep with your daughter, even if you put her in, like, a little carrier so she doesn't go down to the end of the bed and pee or anything. Just have her right next to your daughter. I said, I think it'll change your life. Because you got to remember, a puppy has just been taken away from her entire family. Yep. Right. And when you take that puppy on, and this one's only eight weeks, you know, they've been taken away from everything they know and they need that. They need your. And so my friend and she's a lovely girl and a very, you know, she just hadn't had a puppy in a while. So she had the puppy sleep with her daughter last night. And I texted her. I said, how'd it go? She said, puppy slept great. Puppy slept from 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. And then she got up and we took her out. <laughs> yeah, of course, she slept like a rock <laughs> because she's sleeping with a new family. Yep. <laughs> and so now the reason I mentioned that is her daughter now loves me because Miss Heidi said, that she really should have the puppy sleep with her. <laughs> well, Addison just the other night asked, can Stella start sleeping with her? And we're like, oh, well, we'll, you know, we'll gradually let her. Because Stella, you know, Addison has the queen size bed. Stella is, when she stands on her hind legs, I'm 6'5", but she's almost as tall as me when she stands on her hind legs. So Addison's not, but just under four feet. So, I mean, you have this humongous dog and this little That's girl. Right. You got to be careful not to let her take over the whole bed and push her off the bed, you know? I didn't have a queen-size bed till I was married. Your daughter is sick. She has a queen-size bed? Hey, she's the princess. She gets what she wants My pretty much. My gosh. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be no living with her. 
Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Texture said, I went to the bull riding at Clemson Saturday night. Always great. I love the, the oh, bull I love to hit my kids. I heard it's so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Uh, and so the texture said, I got there early and I brought a book to pass the time. The kids and their parents around me were fascinated by it. Boy, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, really. People don't like a book. Yeah, I, I love a good physical. Not I don't like readers. I like a physical book. I'm late, aren't I? Leaving. Okay, I'll, I'll we'll come back next hour. I'm Heidi Harrison for Charlie James. Sorry. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did